Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Summer Evening Entertainment. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Summer, summer, summertime. It's the summertime. That's legally the most we can do of that. Without people going, hey, you clearly sampled that Will Smith song because that was clearly the original recording you just played. (laughs) People confuse our voices for Will Smith and a full studio production all the time. It's kind of embarrassing at this point. I know. Happy summer, Hal. Happy summer to you. This is a fun one. We're doing this episode back to back with last week's episode where we talked about movies. But we realized, thanks to the suggestion from Cassie Jennings, Cassie Jennings. Thank you, Cassie. There's a lot more to do in the summertime than just go to the movies. Why don't you break down some of the favorites that we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, I want to paint a quick picture first. Like, like actually like Bob Ross style. You have 26 Mm -hmm. minutes. We got it's our canvas. Nice it's wet, wet, slick, ready to go. Yeah. By the way, the best thing I ever heard on that show was Bob Ross when he had the canvas ready. He goes, it's wet, slick, and ready to go, and I hope you are too. And I went, wait, what? <laughs> I think he his... was only referring to the last phrase in that sentence. Yeah. He didn't have like a Cinemax show that we don't know about. Yeah, exactly. He was that's for those of you who don't know, who are filthy minds out there, he painted in the style called Chioscuro, which is wet on wet. Is that what the, I didn't know that there was a Italian word for it. Yes, of course. Like all great art, it has some Italian roots to it, as you well know. You're welcome. Yes. He would always have, whatever canvas he was working on would have a wet layer of paint on it, and they Mm. would paint over it with wet on wet. Yeah. Wouldn't want the canvas to dry too much. Magically, almost. Like he would create a world in about 25 minutes. Incredible. But we're not here to talk about that painting of a picture. We're not. We're here to talk about this painting of a picture that Hal's about to make. So, Hal, you're going to give us some happy little what? I want you to imagine that either it's been hot all day and you've been working, you just got off of work and you've showered, you had some dinner, and now you're trying to figure out what you're going to do for the evening. It's Friday night. I didn't make these plans before. It's after dinner and I'm deciding to make the plans now. Oh, you didn't meet me and my friends in our 20s. (laughs) Or you've had the day off. You sure. Went so I had I had plenty of time to think about this. You went running or you played basketball or you did some other fun outdoor activity. You were sweating. Now you've gone, you showered, you had something to eat. And you're trying to figure out what are you going to do for the evening? Mm-hmm. You have some choices. It's the summertime. Sure. Well, you don't have a lot of choice because you're not deciding until right now. So you well, don't have tickets to anything. You'd be surprised. You could probably get in. You've got fireworks. <laughs> you can go to a concert, a drive-in mm-hmm. movie. An outdoor theater production? You could go to a laser light show? Are there other things? What else am I thinking of? What else do you do in the evening? What did you say? Fireworks, concerts, outdoor movies, a laser. drive-in movie, outdoor drive-in. theater production. I'm going to add to that. Separate from fireworks would be a laser light show. Mm-hmm. Are there any other things you can think of? I'm sorry. Are there any other things I can think of to do on a hot summer night? <laughs> You've already showered and had dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we don't go out. Maybe we just stay home. Put that on the list. I'm going to put stay home 
on the list and fall asleep because that dinner was real heavy. <laughs> and you did shower already, so you're ready for bed. <laughs> hey, girl. Did we have a delicious dinner tonight? Yeah. Did we both take individual showers in our separate bathrooms after that dinner? Yeah. Would say you and I put some zinc on our noses, crawl into bed, and each do our respective puzzles on our phones. <laughs> Sudoku lover. Lover. <laughs> Sudoku lover. One, two, three, four, five, Sudoku six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> With a crossword man. Sudoku Lover with a Crossword Man is maybe the nerdiest Barry White song that he ever recorded. Yeah, it was really unpopular. <laughs> Historically unpopular. Yeah, it was wild how that worked out. For someone who was, you know, so good at sexy music, that was the least sexy song he ever did. That Remember the whole, the bridge of the song is just him counting? Did I get all nine? There's the one, one two, there's the four, there's the three, the two, the six, and the eight. Oh, girl. I forgot to add the seven, but now that means the nine doesn't fit. Ooh. <laughs> that song was only slightly less popular than you should put a sweater on. It's cold out, <laughs> which seems really weird. I think that one, he was just having a conversation that they caught on tape and then put music behind it. Cause he's just course, saying, I think like, that's all of his music. He just talks like, like this. Yes. You know, it's really cold outside. You should wear a sweater. Quick, wheel the piano in. Wheel the piano in. I mean, it's windy, and already the temperature's low. Do, 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 do. You might get sick, you might not, but uh, why take a chance? I think you should put that sweater on right now. And then there was, of course, the early 2000s remake of it. It's getting cold in here, so put on all your clothes. All clothes. <laughs> I don't need no hangers. I'm going to wear all my clothes now. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about some of these because we, I think we have a pretty good list to work from mm -hmm. of epic summer things. Just to recap, it's a summer night. We're looking for something to do. Our choices are fireworks, an outdoor concert, an outdoor movie, outdoor theater, or a laser show. Did I miss anything? We might think of something. I mean, if I'm in the Jersey Shore area. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the Ocean City Boardwalk. Oh, sure. A passeggiata. Let's put a passeggiata on there. Passeggiata. Passeggiata. De Laurenta. Also known as a paseo, I think, in Spanish. Passeggiata is the Italian, like, it's dusk. We're all going to everybody walk outside. Show off your dogs. <laughs> and it really was in Rome when we were working. It was my, like, favorite thing to do. Obviously not in the pandemic version, but mm -hmm. just in the evening, man. You got the day off or you're done for the day. Every, it like everybody just walks outside. They're like, let's all just go outside and go for a walk and nod at each other. Show off your dogs. Yeah, they just show and, and in Italy, their clothes. It's show off your dogs and your clothes. But I feel like every town, regardless of where it is, has some version of this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, third, in, in or... California it's, or in, in Southern California, it's Third Street Promenade or mm -hmm. it's very kind of touristy, but or art walk downtown like. Yeah. A nice, a good, like organized stroll, I think should be added to this list. That's the passeggiata. Okay. Good. Passeggiata is added. Yeah. All right. So how do you want to break this down? You want to break, it looks like we can divide them into categories as well, mm -hmm. which is, well, they're all the same category. I was going to say we can divide it between outdoor entertainment <laughs> and 
just walking around. So it's Pasa Giada entertainment. And, yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, funk rock, not funk rock. Mm-hmm. That's right. For those Stella fans out there. Let's talk about fireworks because it seems like I was trying to, I was looking for versions of a fireworks show that aren't specific to the 4th of July. It's hard to find. I know we had one in Knoxville called Booms Day, which I think was Labor Day weekend. They would always do it downtown on the river. U102 presents Booms Day. And there'd be like 300,000 people down there, which is crazy because the town at that point was like 300,000 people. Like all of the city goes downtown and just watches when the only event is fireworks. They always do way too many fireworks. Hey, Knoxville, get ready to see fire in the sky because it's Booms Day. And also, it's Armageddon. Look at those four horses coming down. (laughs) Hide your dogs and eat some hogs. We're about to set off fireworks downtown. Will that giant golden globe set fire? We'll try. It's called the Sun Sphere, Hal, and you know that as a longtime <laughs> Knoxville resident. All of our listeners will know to turn to U102, 102.7 FM, for the live music that goes along with Boomsday. And if you play it on your radio, everyone plays it on their radio at the same time. We won't have to resort to renting speakers for the event downtown. Everybody turn your radio on. It's going to save us money. It's time for pageantry, fireworks, and cost-cutting measures at U102. So gather around the sun sphere and make sure to tune your radios. Coming up next, Barry White with his new single, I Got These Socks as a Gift. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you have anything like that up in the Northeast, Jersey Shore, Philadelphia, that wasn't specific to the 4th of July. That's the trouble I'm having with this one is it seems like everyone just takes that day annually for it to be their fireworks thing. I would roll the laser light show into this because I think they're similar. They're light displays in the sky, generally Mm -hmm. set to music. In Philadelphia, it was the Pink Floyd laser light show. And my friends and I would famously, if we would sit all day, we would go swimming or do whatever. Mm -hmm. And these are still my dear friends, my family to this day. We would sit there and go, we should do something. What do you want to do? And whatever was thrown out there, somebody, at least one or two of us would say, no, I don't feel like that. And one of the things that we almost did multiple times was the Pink Floyd laser light show. Did you ever actually do it? Nope. What? Was it outdoors? Was it indoors? It was outdoors. Yeah. Because we had an, there was an indoor laser light show. I think it was in Chicago at a theater there that was, was that they would my only frame of reference for this outdoor laser light show at night thing is an unpleasant one, mm-hmm. which is a one that should probably get uh get blasted off the side of its mountain, which is the laser light show at Stone Mountain, Georgia. Oh, no. Which, as we all know, is Confederate Mount Rushmore. Yeah. And they would do a laser light show on the exterior of that, which was a high quality laser light show. But. Much like the movie Joker, I think it was talented people putting their talents toward the wrong ends. But oh God. so that's my only frame of reference for an outdoor laser light show at night. I got to be honest of all the things. And I'm not as the years go by, I realize more and more. I don't I don't like fireworks anymore. I like them the first time I saw them. Mm-hmm. And every time I've seen them since has been less and less enjoyable. Laser light shows are neat in concept, but they also mm-hmm. occupy the same space of. I'm going to spend all this time to see something that will last maybe 30 minutes. Yeah. And the amount of time it takes me to get there, to park, to find my seat, 
or lay a blanket down or do whatever is far going to outweigh the amount of entertainment I'm going to get. And I think that needs to be one of the things you consider here, right? Is the amount of entertainment that you get out of it relative to what you're doing? Sure. I just watched, I, I went to watch with a couple of friends, the Pasadena Rose Bowl fireworks on the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. We found a great hill spot. So we weren't down in with everyone like dr- that drove specifically to the thing on the other side of the freeway. There's a ridge that looks over uh, where the Rose Bowl is. You can't see the Rose Bowl, but you can see the sky above it. So we were in a perfect vantage point. We watched all of the fireworks. And at one point, my friend turned to me and was like, I don't know when this is going to be over because everything feels like a finale. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Though. I do want to throw out, I love fireworks and I love a laser light show. Now, Ken, our producer has reminded me in the chat that Disneyland and California Adventure and Epcot, they do their versions of these nighttime spectaculars. So I do have more than just Stone Mountain in Georgia and its laser show. I've also got in my reference points, uh, illuminations at Epcot and world of color. In California Adventure, arguably, these are things that you have to be there in the park for. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that just the general public, like if you've already taken your shower and had your dinner, you're not going to go to Disneyland after that and spend $110 just for the nighttime spectacular. That said, and I think you're right about the need for something entertaining and longer if it's going to be a big thing that said i have a real soft spot for fireworks specifically because of disney because of the fireworks that end the day in both the magic kingdom park in orlando and for me personally specifically at disneyland they always end the day with fireworks and there's a parking lot that i used to park in when i worked there for some of the shows, you know, different lots, depending on which show I was doing on a, any given day. But there was one lot that I would get to. And it always seemed to be I was getting off the tram with my friends from the show that day. And we were walking out to the parking lot as the fireworks were starting. And you weren't allowed to leave once the fireworks started because, you know, there were shells falling and things. So you just kind of had to wait there. And it was one of my favorite parts of the day when we'd be done with work. And it was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to sit here on the hood of my car. We're going to have a conversation and we're going to watch the fireworks from the place we work. And that was one of those real gratitude times for me that I was like, I'm really lucky to work here. I'm really lucky that my life can include this weird, interesting thing. So I specifically Disney fireworks who do a great job with them and always have wonderfully synced music. I have a special soft spot for that. That said, I think there are better options on this that. A fireworks, a fireworks display can sometimes be both way too short and impossibly too long at the same time. Yeah. You and, know what I mean? And we don't live in the world of Walt Disney where he's like, I think it'd be fun if we had three fireworks shows every night. Right. All the time. Because yeah. every day is the 4th of July <laughs> and the best time in the world was 1901. <laughs> right. You know, that is a special part of an experience that you have. But that right. And that, not... that's a personal that's we're looking, trying to look objectively. And that is the most subjective version of an opinion that I could put on this show. Correct. No. And I agree with you. And I think that's very special. And it makes me happy to hear you recount that memory because it makes mm-hmm. you happy. But I think by and large, that's not something most people would do, like on a Tuesday if they're in Oregon. Right. Exactly. Something that that is some form of the show is not about us, Hal. It's about the people of the world. 
We are advising them on what they're doing after their shower. Not so fast. Hold on. They also had dinner. Okay. So after their dinner and their shower. But yeah, I don't, I think you're right. I don't think it's a laser light show or, uh, fireworks, which I can't believe we drove out here for a half hour show and it was still like 10 minutes too long. (laughs) And then, I mean, as long as it takes you to get there. Yeah. Now everybody, the thing about an event like that, we're leaving sucks. Yeah, you all arrive at different times. Some people yeah. at a baseball game like to get there early to watch batting practice, to watch the long toss, mm-hmm. or just to sit and get food or do whatever. Some people get there in the third inning. If you're in LA, famously, you probably would get there in the third inning and leave in the fifth inning. That is I don't name. like those people. As they say, yeah, no, it's not everybody. Our friend Dave Berman will show up for the first pitch and stay till the end. Oh, yeah. And, and he'll stay beyond the end. That's a real fan. Big right fan. There. We didn't add sporting events to this. We didn't add baseball yeah, sporting, games. Sporting events there because there are minor league games. There could be some sporting event. But what I was going to say is you may all arrive at separate times. Once the game mm-hmm. is over, everybody's leaving and trying to leave at the same time. And it yeah. bottlenecks fast. So if you're going to a firework, if you're going to a baseball game, you've got mm-hmm. a solid three hours probably to enjoy it. And your total time spent there will outweigh the time it takes to get in and get out. I'm putting nighttime baseball game on this list. Okay. Everybody got, everybody's got a, uh, a minor league team, minor, at least a minor league team nearby, which I've been going to Rancho Cucamonga Quakes game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've started going to these and I adore going to these games. Minor league ballpark games are the best. Oh, they're, they're fantastic. I'm putting outdoor baseball on here. I think that going off of that, that the, everybody leaves at the same time reminded me of a situation where that may not be the case. If you have the foresight, uh, as I have done this sometimes in the past, to save a little bit of your picnic snack that you brought to the outdoor summer concert for after the concert, chill, have the grapes, have a couple of, uh, a couple of LaCroix before <laughs> while everyone else is clearing out, just enjoy a little bit of the stars and then clear out. Let's talk about summer concerts. Boy, I admire that attitude towards it because as soon as. As soon as I can feel, the last time I was at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. The gold standard see, by LA terms of outdoor concerts. 100%. I was yeah. there to see Dolly Parton. Jennifer and I went to see Dolly. The gold standard of all performers. Oh my gosh. Incredible show. Yeah. But you knew when you were getting towards the end. Like if she was doing like nine to five, you knew you were getting close to. She's, yeah. not, she's doing her encores now. Yeah. But once it's over, you're like, oh, how am I going to get out of here? Oh no, man. The Hollywood Bowl is specifically where I just chill for like half an hour after the show. I knew that's what you were talking about too. Yeah. It makes sense, but I am not, uh, currently, I have to deprogram to that state because mm-hmm. I just get like, it's time to go. How are we going to get out of here? Look at all these people. They're all everywhere. Yeah. Where did I park it? How do I get out? We have very specific experiences of summertime in Southern California, which I would argue is the best place in the world to be in the summertime. With a close second being New York City, because that's the home of a lot of great outdoor concerts that mm-hmm. happen in small spots. You know, Prospect Park, uh, Prospect Park is kind of a larger one there, but it's, but really it's anywhere. And we had this in Knoxville too, anywhere that's got a big field that's kind of on a bit of a slope that you can put a stage at one end of, you can have a summer concert series and every town's got them and. I can't get enough of them. You're talking about, though, like just seeing whatever group like this is an Oingo Boingo tribute band versus yeah, like I don't need- care. Okay. OK, I saw Dave Matthews band 
annually in Knoxville because they would just come every summer and set up a stage. We were like, yeah, Dave, Dave Matthews Band is fine. I have nothing against them. I have one of their albums and I enjoy it. Do I seek them out because I really want to go see the Dave Matthews Band? No, I would seek them out because I want to go sit in that field on a blanket with my buddies underneath the stars listening to music. I guess what I'm saying is an outdoor concert can be a lot of different things. It could be like the local, like, you know, feelings of jazz and interpretation of the works of John Coltrane. Or it could be me in 1997 going to Lilith Fair, which I did. I went to, I saw the 97 Lilith Fair. It was amazing. It's so good. It was, it was really, really good. That, that lineup was killer. Mm -hmm. I also took the greatest concert before Dolly that I ever went to was taking my mother to James Taylor for her birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. I bet he he's, was. He I mean, every song is like, show. I love that song. I know that song. Yeah. That's his. And he was doing yeah. a lot of cuts off of, off of his album at the time, which was Hourglass, which mm-hmm. is a fine album, but just he is a storyteller. So yeah. you enjoy being like, Oh, I'm in his presence for a little while. He's going to fiddle around on the guitar and do some stuff. And he's super calm. Yeah. So that's exciting, but it's also fun to see like the local rock group where like this is the biggest show that they'll play. Yeah, they're opening like someone huge comes through town, so an awesome local band opens. Come on, or even without like not a not a huge band, like nobody's they're not nobody's headlining. It's just here a bunch of bands playing tonight. We're doing a night of rockabilly. This night is jazz. This is going to be all. This is like a show tunes choir. You don't know. We, we have that. Uh, uh, there's a local park here where they will do concerts and it's, it's rarely someone who is world famous in any way, but mm-hmm. you know, you go, you take your food, you lay out a blanket. It's the and best. You enjoy some music. This might be, this might be a sleeper winner for me because this is coming in hot as a thing. I'm a real big fan of. There's actually just to hung a park just down the street, tiny little city park. They do it every, every summer. They'll do three or four of them where they just set up a stage. Local bands play, especially now it's great because there's not a lot of indoor venues that you can go see a show in. Yeah, I do. I love, I love a summer concert. Now, what are the, there've got to be downsides. So let's figure out what some of the downsides are. Space is a premium. That can be a problem. And that's why your blanket is going to be key because your blanket not only protects you from dirt and bugs in the ground, it also defines your rectangle. Yes. Also, if that ground is uneven and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. there is no blanket in the world that is thick enough to prevent you from getting a rock up your butt. That's true. Also, for me, all in your butt. On there are ways to prevent. There are ways to prevent a rock from going in your butt. Imagine you're like, I'm going to take the sandal off. Whoa! Ooh. <laughs> it could happen. It's not the likelihood's not high. I will admit that. That, that little happen. Ooh sound Ooh. i don't know which end was making that sound i just showered and ate dinner Ooh. <laughs> the other thing for me is i like to sit somewhere where where there's a chair with a back mm-hmm. i'm gonna watch something for a really long time or right. be able to recline but i need some support which a blanket on the ground doesn't give so eventually like you're all right now i'm gonna do caesar on my side i'm gonna yeah. do the thing where i lean back on my elbows i'm gonna sit crisscross applesauce Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm never comfortable physically in that. That to me is an issue that I have. Maybe it's I wonder me. if a beanbag chair would work at one of those because it's oh, low definitely. to the ground. 
like a little bit, not a big, like, you know, one of those obnoxious, <laughs> you're like, you bring the huge, like seven footer being beanbag chair. Like what? It's still low to the ground. I don't have a problem with that. What about those bags where you fill them with air? You have to run around and fill it with air to make a little. <laughs> and then knot it up real quick. Yeah. You knot it up and make a little couch for yourself. <laughs> Looks like a pair of lips. Sitting some lips. Oh my gosh. What's your favorite kind of music to hear at an outdoor venue in the summertime? Mm, I like a band playing a bunch of like recognizable songs from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Oh, groovy. Yeah. I like that. I want to sing along. Yeah. What about you? I love that. I also love, and uh, both at the Hollywood Bowl and in a small uh, situation, I've seen not a small situation, but a like a field with a stage. Uh, a symphony, a little summertime symphony where they're not mm. huge. They're not in tuxes. They're just in like, you know, uh, they're, they're civilian clothes, but they're still world class musicians out there. Give me a couple of sonatas under the stars. I love that. Yeah. That is nice. Yeah. Makes you feel cultured. Yeah. It's fun. And, but I mean, that said, I also do love seeing like an Oingo Boingo cover band. I love like just anything that's got something's got horns. You know what I mean? I want to. I want something, I want, if it's a symphony with horns, if it's Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats with their horn section, give me something with a horn section in the summertime, baby. I love it. What's up? We're everybody's favorite Oingo Boingo tribute band, Elf Help, and <laughs> we only know Dead Man's Party, so get ready for an hour and a half of that. Quick run, Danny Elfman's here. We're not sanctioned. Oh, he's gonna sue us. He brought his helicopter full of lawyers. I'm still uncomfortable. Let me sit down for a second. Ooh. Oh no! <laughs> None All of right. us can leave. It's a single lane exit parking lot. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna have to have some of these Lacroix and grapes. Get ready for the fireworks! Oh no! U102. Where'd you come from? Did you see it happened again recently? A couple of years ago. A barge in San Diego, which carried the city's huge fireworks display, oh, had a misfire where they all went <laughs> off at once. It happened now, this year. It happened this year. Like a truck went up. Yeah. Didn't it? Everyone's okay. Right. Everyone's okay. Yeah, I, I believe so. I hope everybody's okay. I hope everybody's okay. Also, once you determine that everyone is okay, a fireworks truck exploding is awesome. Yeah. All the fireworks going off at once is, is like, the thing that every like 13 year old is like, can we just twist all the fuses together into one? Yeah. Yeah. And fly to the moon. Let's make one super fuse, put it on the back of this uh, Toyota Tundra, and then we're going to go to the moon, guys. What could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, put these bottle rockets on my skates like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> Check out the new gate I got on my Tundra. It's made of matchsticks. <laughs> hey, oh, don't, don't worry about those big tanks. I just keep extra gasoline on there in case I run out. Also, I'm a clown at birthday parties on the weekends. So I keep a couple tanks of helium in there. You want to suck on them? Hey, man, let's light these fireworks. Anyway, I'm going to practice juggling these torches. Let me know when you're ready to do the show. <laughs> you know what? Don't tell me. Use the starter pistol. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, all theater concerts and movies everything that has a be every piece of entertainment that has a beginning time should begin with a starter pistol an <laughs> usher comes down to the front thank you for coming to the arc light theater this evening the film you are about to see is called f9 and uh it stars vin <laughs> diesel and off you go the movies <laughs> oh, jeez
Let's talk uh, the movies. Let's talk outdoor movies. We we talked extensively last week about drive-in movies versus uh, multiplex movies. But mm-hmm. I'd like to talk tonight, since we're specifically talking about outdoor things to do in the summertime, other types of outdoor movies. A lot. The drive-in is one that I love. We've talked extensively about it. We can do a brief recap of our love affair and our like affair and our uh, questionable elements affair with drive-in movies. But we also have... A lot of places do just set up a screen and aim a projector at it. They do them in cemeteries here in L.A. Yes. I've seen them just in parking lots. Like a, a church will do it as a fundraiser. Everybody pull in. We're all going to we're going to show a movie tonight and the wheel the popcorn machine out. There's something that feels wonderfully community driven about that. On whatever scale it is. I agree. It's fun. I love seeing movies. I love them in any form. I've mm-hmm. found that a movie in the park. Mm hmm by and large mm-hmm. is going to be a less enjoyable experience for me personally. And I'm yeah. we'll see if it translates for everybody else. I'll tell you why. Is it <laughs> always a rock in my butt every yeah. single time? Yeah. I feel like we've established that happens to everybody. Assuming you get a rock in the butt. <laughs> yeah, I think so. My issue is by and large. Yes. If you go to Hollywood forever cemetery out here in Los mm-hmm. Angeles, you can see, a bunch of cool movies. You saw Pee-wee's Big yes. Adventure there, like all sorts of. And Pee-wee quirky. called in. Do you remember Pee-wee that? Call- yes. Pee-wee called in right. was like, hey, everybody in Hollywood forever. I heard you were there watching my movie. One time there, I saw Peter Bogdanovich. Yes, he was wearing his little ascot scarf before the movie played. They're like, hey, Peter Bogdanovich is here. Uh, let's interview him. So he just stood up there for like 10 minutes and uh, told Jack Nicholson stories and then was like, okay, here's a movie. I don't even think it was a Peter Bogdanovich movie. I think it was just him up there. They were like, well, he's here. Is the Care Bears movie too? <laughs> Caring is sharing. Everybody show me your tummy. <laughs> that is my issue. That movie mm-hmm. is one of my issues. If you go to see a movie in the park, which is more generally where you're going to see or at a church, something like that, mm-hmm. it is going to be a family friendly movie. So yep. your choice, they're not going to show the devil's advocate at a movie in the park. <laughs> not that they should show it if it was all adults. Anyway. Right. That movie is just okay. Well, the big monologue at the end is amazing. Look, there's a lot of very good acting happening in that movie. There's a lot of very acting acting happening there's in that movie. There's a lot of acting happening yeah. in that movie in general. So acting. This, that is a very acting. Of the many acting movies, most acting movie? That's maybe the most acting movie. Yeah. Yeah. Devil's Advocate. A lot of acting. <laughs> Asked and answered. You're welcome. Little extra something in the air. Yeah. But when it is a movie just for kids, number one might be a movie you don't really want to see. You're just going to see. Mm-hmm. You're going to do something. Number two. And I like children a great deal. Mm -hmm. There are children in my life whom I love. Most of them are older now. What are you about to say, Trunchbull? I'm just saying it's, it's how often do you go to matinee? When you go to see like a Pixar movie, you go to the Mm -hmm. latest movie possible. Don't you? I'm different. I love an audience of kids. I love performing for an audience of kids. I like yes. how loud they are when they when an audience of kids laughs. It is the loudest. What about when they're not into the movie and they're just wandering around doing whatever? It's a nightmare. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Kids enjoying a movie like to be able to watch a movie through a child's like that's really experiencing yeah. it. It's it's that's the watching something with somebody who's never seen it before. And you have is mm-hmm. the only opportunity you're going to have to experience it for the first time again in any meaningful way. And yeah. to, to have a child experience a movie that that was vital to your childhood or that's a really like something that's going to be vital to theirs 
mm-hmm. and to be there for that and, and experience like the wonder that they have is absolute magic. Sure. But more often than not, there are kids running around. Like they don't necessarily, they might want to see a movie for a couple of minutes, but by and large, in my experience, mm-hmm. the kids want to run around. They want to play. You know, when they I think that happens, their own stuff going on. And it's, it's understand. I understand that. I don't blame them. Yeah. I think that happens when the movie slows down. It's the, it's the, the point in the movie when if it like, if it's a Disney movie, first of all, I think that an outdoor, like nighttime summer movie series should always air on the side of a family movie rather than a kid's movie. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like any of the Disney classics, I would call family movies, B movie or Peter Rabbit. I would call kids movies. You know what I mean? You think a B movie? Um, you think B movie is a kids? You think Jerry I guess, Seinfeld made a children? No, movie? I, I guess B movie is more like a Pixar film. I'm thinking like the ones that are so clearly for an audience that is no older than nine. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if you're going to do a thing for all ages, all ages doesn't mean one age that's the youngest one. You know what I mean? But I think that movies tend to at that the the point that you're talking about when kids just start running around. At least for me, when I was a kid growing up, and all of my buddies, it was whenever the ballad started. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like, okay, I got four minutes now to burn off some energy, eat some candy, do whatever. Let me know when the thoughtful song is over. And then we can get back to watching this movie. That's what it always was for me. Yeah. Tell me when they're going to start fighting yeah. again. Yeah. Tell me when, when one person at night stops singing and they do something cool in the movie again. As soon as somebody sees their reflection in water, I am out. <laughs> Gone. See ya. Not interested. Okay, so the to you, the presence of unruly kids is a detriment to the outdoor movie experience. It's just not about the. Thing. I'm not trying to make you sound like a Scrooge. I'm just no, adding, I you know. I get it, and I know, like I said, I don't fault. I would never fault a child for being a child. Of course, that would be the most ridiculous. Like I'm not. I'm not mad at a baby that cries on an, on an airplane. No. It's scary. Your ears a, are popping. It's you have a baby. no idea what's going on. They're thousands of feet above the ground. Yeah. The thing about an outdoor movie like that is it's rarely about the movie. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to see the movie. Yeah. Really? Are you you're going, you going for going the experience? Time, you're going to sort of going to spend time with your buddies and have a yeah. picnic. And the movie is like, but why? the thing is, I don't know why we brought this picnic, Hal, because clearly, look, we're sitting out here in the dirt with a picnic basket after we've both already eaten dinner and showered. I know. I don't like getting dirty again. Like, why are we doing this? It why did we, sense. if we knew we were going to have a picnic, why would we eat dinner first? Well, I mean, you want to make sure you have dinner. You don't know what exactly everything that's going to be at the picnic. You do because you're the one packing the picnic basket. Yeah, but other people could bring things you don't like. And then they're like, we should all share everything. And they put it in the middle. Like, I don't want to share stuff, everything. You don't need any of their stuff. Yeah, I cooked this. You brought a bag of chips. I'm not throwing all of it in the middle to share. <laughs> <laughs> I got three T-bones here. You have Doritos Locos. Sure, sure. We'll all throw it in the middle. Let's be egalitarian about this. This is the same. Yeah, you have some of my steak and I'll have a couple bites of your quinoa salad, Ted. <laughs> Thanks for pulling your weight and really get really getting mouths watering. Well, how about this? Let's take a quick break and we will come back and we will talk about more evening entertainments that mean old farmer Hal, who's worried about the kids throwing their ball into his yard, uh, won't necessarily hate as much the as he hates children. The yard for the chickens. We'll be right back. 
We Got This with Mark and Hal is brought to you in part by Feels CBD. CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel. Stress, anxiety, pain. I know I have tried this product. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a tincture you put under your tongue, wait about 30 seconds, and then it really does get rid of any anxious feelings that I might have been having or any soreness and lets me just sort of get on with my day in a anxiety and pain-free way. Feels is dedicated to providing a better way to feel better. It's a premium CBD that'll help keep your head clear and feel your best. It's hassle-free, delivered directly to your door. It naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness, and there's no hangover or addiction. And Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience so that you will find your perfect dose. Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash we got this, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash we got this to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash we got this. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Life can be stressful, whether it's relationships, whether it's your job, whether it's the pandemic that's been ravaging the entire world for the last year and a half. You may not even be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss. But if your stress is high, you could probably use the chance to unload. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. And it's more affordable than in-person therapy. So see if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and We Got This listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash We Got This. Have your first session in under 48 hours at B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash We Got This. And we're back. Let's talk about another outdoor entertainment that is one of my favorites. Might not be the favorite of an unruly kid who can't sit through the quiet parts of a movie. I loved them growing up. I don't know how many you uh, would go to growing up or, uh, or what your experience with it was. And that is outdoor summertime theater. In Tennessee, we had the Tennessee Amphitheater with uh, the Tennessee Shakespeare Company. Shout out to Tom Parkhill. They used to do amazing plays uh, downtown in the World's Fair Park in this beautiful theater. I go to see them now outside the old zoo. There's a theater company that does Shakespeare. Shakespeare in the Park in New York. What's your experience with outdoor theater? Um. I've done I've done some. I think theater's mm-hmm. great in any form. Anything mm-hmm. you're going to see is I know the excitement of being the one putting on the play. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to be in the audience of a show and not feel that in some way and not think about like, oh, what are, I know I can imagine what might be going through the performers minds right now. And they're all getting ready and the stage managers are making sure everything's set and ready to go. Up in the booth, they're getting ready with the lights. I yeah. get consumed with the machine of making theater when I go to see a show. So I think it is great. Interesting. That's I didn't think about that before, but yeah, out of all of these, my approach has been how do I enjoy this as a person who is experiencing it as a viewer? Mm-hmm. Summertime outdoor theater is a thing that I've spent a lot of time experiencing from the stage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it really is. It's a blast. We did it as kids a lot. And it was so fun to, I, I assume it's fun to watch. No, I, I've seen a lot of the ones here and I enjoy them very much here. It's fun to see a show. I think that is not necessarily for everybody. I don't think your kids want to go see three days of rain in the park. (laughs) Not necessarily that's the show being done. Now there are shows where, you know, if you're doing sound of music, if you're doing Wizard of Oz, even something that's even 
borderline questionable for a younger child, like Little Shop of Horrors, mm-hmm. which is darker than the music would have you think. Right. There, there's a lot of theater that is family friendly, but I don't think in general that it's for, like, especially Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I don't know the extent to which that's for children in that they, there's a lot, there are a lot of barriers to their understanding sure. what's going on that, that a great performance can certainly help overcome. You can mm-hmm. read emotion and get a real sense of what's going on. And when it's performed well, the actual words of the language you get it. It's like you're. It's like you have some sort of Star Trek translator. Yeah. Chip that it only takes. It takes it a couple of scenes for me usually at the beginning mm-hmm. of a play to get into that sort of iambic pentameter rhythm and understanding the language better. It does. I think that specifically outdoor Shakespeare. It's funny we're talking about this because I'm working on an outdoor Shakespeare thing with Fred right now. Mm-hmm. So. This has been front of my mind. I think a gr- there are plays that lend themselves well toward it. As You Like It, Midsummer Night's Dream, some of these great. As You Like It introduced the idea of Shakespeare outdoors in the late 1800s, actually. It was the first one that ever professionally was done outdoors. And so there are plays that really fit in that. But I think it's asking a lot of an audience. You are Of all of these different things, I think that going to see Shakespeare in the park is asking more of me than going to see Laser Pink Floyd on the Jersey Shore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even going to see a symphony in a park, in a band shell. It's really asking you to pay direct attention for a very potentially three hours plus of a show. Though I think a lot of times if somebody's doing it outside, they're cutting that show down to, you know, fit a more palatable time frame for an audience. But yeah, I think that I think it does outdoor theater as a participant is hands down my favorite of these. As a viewer, it seems like it pulls too much of my focus on the evening to what's happening on the stage rather than to the blanket I'm on with the people I'm with and the basket of food that I have. Does that make sense? No, it does. You don't want something that requires that much of your attention because it is like the outdoor movie. It's not about the movie. Yeah. Going to see a play should be about seeing the play. And that I think you hit the nail on the head with that is that it's all of these. The thing that we keep coming back to and talking about these is the communal experience that we're having and the entertainment itself almost becomes ancillary. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to see an outdoor play, I am going to see an outdoor play. I am prepared. I know I'm seeing Shakespeare. I've done a little bit of homework on Mary Wives of Windsor. So I know what it's you know, what to expect. But part of me just wants to lay out a blanket, grab that picnic basket and a few buddies and, you know, play Uno for 30 minutes before the band starts, you know? Yeah. And maybe during. Sure. If it's a song I don't want to dance to or or sing to. Yeah. We'll keep this Uno game going, man. You can't have an Uno game on a blanket during Othello. You also can't have an Othello game going on a blanket during Othello. Or during a production of Uno. Yeah. You can't yeah. do either. The first play ever written. In no. Spain. In Spain. It was written in Spain. It's called Uno. They thought they were going to number the plays. And then someone was like, why don't we just give these titles? I'm like, well, that's a great idea. Like, and the guy who wrote it, I was like, yeah, okay. Sounds good. Yeah, fine. I'm glad we're doing that. Glad we figured that out. Yeah, no, no. Just change what I wrote. That's fine. I mean, I came up with like three, four titles and you said, no, just call it Uno. Because I yeah. know we're doing the other thing, but I guess we're doing this thing now. It's great. Thank you. Yeah, this Appreciate this it. is what we're doing. Sure. Fine, fine, Sophocles. Go ahead. I bet you Terrence's plays are going to have a title. The title of his shows? Great. Good. Fine. No problem. 
Uno over here. Everybody's going to remember that one. I saw Trace. It was better than Dose. Usually the second installment's the worst, though. Yeah, it is the toughest one. It's tough to make a middle. Yeah. Well, I know. Look, ask Oreos. <laughs> I think this bit's gone on too long because Ken just texted both of us. Start wrapping it up. <laughs> he wants it to end. It has to end. It does it have has to end. end. It occurs to me that the promenade, by the mm-hmm. way, the boardwalk is not really entertainment. It's an activity. I guess, yeah, if we're looking at evening entertainment, a passeggiata is is a totally, it does feel like an outlier in this. So why don't we narrow it down to just what we've got entertainment wise and what we've looked at, which is the outdoor movie, the outdoor concert, fireworks, theater, and the laser show and minor league baseball game, which we did not talk about much, but everybody knows what a baseball game is. If you haven't been to a minor league game, go to a minor league game. Is there one of these that stands out? Yes. I think there is too. I think we have this. I think we're thinking the same thing. I think we are. Do you want to say it at the same time without the word outdoor? So we both say the same thing. Yes. Okay. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Concert. Concert. Yeah. People of the world. It's more than just a concert. It's more than seeing either a band you love or just a style of music you love played by a local band. It's a party. It's part karaoke. It's part dancing. It's part picnic. There are going to be times where. You don't have to pay attention to the music. Like it's just creating an atmosphere. And isn't that what the summertime's all about? After a nice fresh shower and a good meal is going down to the local park or a local fairplex, laying out some blankets or beach chairs and enjoying being in a social scene, having like your own little party with a soundtrack provided by a live band and their versions of songs that you love or just music that's nice to listen to. It could be classical music and just be a classier night, or it could be rock or dance music, and you could be having a full-on house party away from the house. But that's what makes an outdoor concert during the summer so special. And that is why it is the best summer evening entertainment, asked and answered. Man, now I really want to just go online and find one for tonight. It's Sunday. Is there one happening in LA on Sunday night? You know what? If you take a shower and have a meal, one will appear. Oh, that's true. That's it's that's how it works. It's like saying Candyman in the mirror three times, but the good version. That's right. Thank you to Cassie Jennings for this topic. This topic was a blast to talk about and now really makes me excited that it's summertime. But this topic is closed. But guess what? There are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group. Talk about your favorite concerts that you've attended during the summertime over the years at Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world. Take a shower, have that meal, grab a basket and a blanket, because we're all going to a concert together. Thanks for giving me a chance to talk to Hal about this stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.